Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Cerise and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Lord Help Their Unbelief. Here we go. Sometimes, Lord, it's hard to follow you. People think that I'm a fool. Asking me, how can I believe and follow someone I've never seen? I try my best to explain the power of your holy name. The way you give me perfect peace when I keep my mind stayed on thee. Sometimes they laugh and shake their heads because they just don't understand why I often give you praise, magnifying your holy name. You've gifted me with a blessed life and I have had brain surgery twice. They may doubt that you exist But I know what true faith is. I choose to praise you even still. And in my heart, I know you're real. You are always present, but they don't see it. I know that it's because of you that I'm still living. I thank you for choosing me, for protecting and keeping me. Lord, please help their unbelief. So I hope that you have had the most amazing, wonderful day. And as I bring my day to an end, I wanted to take a moment really just to ponder on my gratitude of living, being able to still see yet another day, the working of my limbs, the vision in my eyes, the fact that I can still hear, the fact that I can still walk. I'm grateful for life. I understand that life is truly a gift, that tomorrow is not promised nor guaranteed to any one of us. And so sometimes we may take it for granted, thinking that we have more time and that's not always the case. So I just wanted to take time out to just be grateful, just to be grateful for the fact that I know that things don't always go as planned, that they don't always go my way, and that no matter how we try to prepare for any given day, Something is always going to happen. And it is causing me to just be grateful for the fact that at least I'm still living. So at least I have an opportunity to try again. At least I'm able to look at my children and be grateful that they're here. And I got young adult children. And so there are times whenever I'm talking to them or 
listening to them, I'm just like, oh, God, they are really grown now. So, of course, they have their own personalities, their own opinions, their own ways. And sometimes I'm just like, who raised you in my T.K. Kirkland voice? And then I realize, you know what? This is who they are. This is their identity. Um, They don't always have to agree with the things that maybe I think would be best for them. Um, They don't always have to look at things the way that I look at them. That's why they're individuals. They have their own individual mindset, their own individual choices. I could do the best that I can. Their fathers could do the best that they did. But at the end of the day, they are still individuals. And so they have the right to think differently. They have the right to agree to disagree. They have the right to be who they are authentically. And it has taken me a moment to get there where I can not take things so personally (laughs) whenever we're having a conversation and I'm just like, where in the world? Like what? Why are you thinking like that? Then I have to realize, you know what? This is who this person is. Like this is who my child is. This is how they view the world. And I remember I made a comment to my, um, really I was just speaking out loud. I wouldn't really talking to anyone. I was just kind of, I guess just saying it. Um, I was sharing an experience that I had and I was like, I'm, you know, I want, I want to be that person that loves their job. And my son shook his head. I was like, why are you shaking your head? He was like, first of all, I ain't trying to love no job because I ain't trying to be working for the rest of my life. I was like, ah, Well, say that again, sir. Say it again. Say it again to the crowd in the back and hear you. I can attest to that. I can truly, that resonates with me, like on so many different levels. I get it. So what I told him was, because, you know, now I'm able to see his perspective. And I said, but in the meantime, while you're waiting for it to get to a point where you never have to work for anyone else, don't you want to love what you do in the meantime? And he was like, he just looked, he didn't even respond. He just kind of looked at me like, mama always got to say something deep. She always got to go a little deeper. She just can't leave it at where it's at. No, I cannot. I love for you to think about things. I've been doing him like that since he was small. So that's not going to change just because he's grown. But yeah, I liked what he said though. He was like, I'm not trying to be so happy on the job. Like that he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to work for the rest of his life. Not like that anyway. So I can't do anything but respect that because even in the course of all that I've tried to do, that's one of the things that I've tried to show them is that there there's so many various ways that you can bring an income into your home. Don't allow someone else to dictate to you what they believe that you're worth. You be the one to set the precedence. You be the one to say, you know, I know my worth and I'm going to do X, Y and Z so that eventually Instead of doing what I got to do, I can do what I love to do. So the fact that he's stating that he does not want to be in a position to love his job because he didn't want to be working for the rest of his life. I'm like, okay, well, maybe there are some seeds that are being planted. And for that, I'm grateful because at least this way he's able to see that entrepreneurship is an option. Um, And then he's able to see he's been on a few jobs, so he kind of knows. And maybe after having those experiences, he's starting to realize like, this ain't really what I want to sign up for for the rest of my life. I want to be able to do something that that produces an actual income that doesn't require that I have to work my 
self to the bone. And you know what? I'm actually, I admire that because I am getting to that point. Although I'm later on in, you know, in my years, I'm getting to that point that I'm just like, there's got to be a better way, Lord. There's got to be a better way. And I have witnessed other people where I've seen that just by their stepping out in faith, just by their jumping and trusting that he's going to catch them, I've seen the fruit of that labor. So I know that there's another way, but I try to do things decent and in order so that I can make sure that I receive his blessing upon my choices. So I'm not trying to be foolish. I'm trying to be very, very wise. But to hear my son say that I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he is getting it. And um, because all I'm trying to do is just show them that there's alternative options that you don't have to follow my lead. You really don't. But at the same time, kind of if, if what I'm going through can teach you something, then I feel like I've done my job as a parent. If what I'm going through can show you either what to do or what not to do or to do better, then I feel as though that I have succeeded as a parent. And so to hear him say that, yeah, I was like, wow, these are your thoughts. So cool. So, so cool. What else are you thinking, son? So I tried to get him on the podcast on tonight, but he said his head was hurting. So we'll try another night. But I really wanted you all, I wanted to introduce you to the 20-year-old. And so eventually he will come on. And when he does, you will get to see why he makes my heart smile. All my children do. They really are the lights of my life. And I'm finding myself, because t- um, earlier tonight, he had I'd taken the most of errands. And what I noticed was when he, because I didn't go in, I was like, I'm exhausted. That That's just putting it mildly. I really, really, truly am exhausted. And so he was like, Mom, you're not getting out? I was like, no, son, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little nap. While y'all are in the store, I'm just going to close my eyes. And then my other son was like, Mom, you're not going in? I was like, no, I'm not going in. I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to close my eyes and go to sleep. And while y'all are, in the, y'all are shopping, here are the keys, take care of your business, and I'm just to get some shut-eye. And that's not like me. They know that's not like me, but that's just how tired I am right now. And so when he got in the car... I noticed because I had kind of woke up probably about 30 minutes later and I noticed that they weren't in the car and I didn't bug them. I didn't try to call and figure out, you know, what was taking so long. I kind of just went through my phone and just took care of business. So as I'm waiting, when he finally does show up, I noticed he has all these bags that he's putting in the inside the um, car. And I'm like, what are you doing? What is this? So then I look and I'm like, oh, okay. So you're taking care of the household needs, which is a blessing. So he gets in the car and I was like, you do love us. And he was like, what are you talking about, mom? I said, that's an act of love. And he was like, no, um, I just live there too. I said, no, son, that is an act of love. When you can, when I don't have to say what we need, toilet tissue, paper towels, when I don't have to do that, When you just take it upon yourself to say, mom, can you take me to the store? And then the stuff that you're purchasing is the stuff that you know that the household needs. That is an act of love. And he was like, no, mom, I just, you know, I just see that we need. Okay. I said, so we just don't have this conversation, right? You're going to just go back and forth telling me that it ain't an act of love. And I'm going to tell you that it is. And I said, you know what? Can I have this moment? And he was like, no, ma'am. 
That's okay. Well, I'm going to let you think. I'm going to let you win this one. I'm going to let you think that that's not an act of love, but it really is an act of love because if you were just thinking about yourself, then you would have just gotten toilet tissue for your bathroom. You would have just gotten paper towels. Well, the paper towels would have went into the kitchen because that's just what we do. But I was like, it, you wouldn't have purchased in bulk if you were just thinking about yourself. So for me, that is an act of love because you didn't have to do it, but you did it. And it made me smile. It made me smile because he's 20. And so at 20, you know, they're 20 year olds can be pretty much into self and all about self. But there's a few things that he's done lately that has just really made me say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you gave me the grace. I thank you that you gave me, oh my goodness, the resilience. I thank you that you gave me the unconditional love and the guidance to be able to parent such great children. I mean, they really are good hearted children. And just to, to, just to see them grow, like my youngest son will be 18. Lord say the same. I pray that he does. Um, he'll be 18 in July. And when I watch my children, just all of them, when I, when I really just pay attention to them, I'm in awe of all of them. It's a blessing to see how they've blossomed as people, to listen to their hearts. I have some very compassionate children. I have some very loving, loving children. And I'm just like, wow, Lord, they are, they're just really awesome human beings, really awesome human beings. And Man, they got a good sense of humor. They are so funny. So, so funny. And it, what I love, like one of my little things, I don't even think he realizes it. I don't even think he realizes that I do it. But I have like this inside thing that I do with my 20-year-old. And it's because ever since he was, I guess, in my womb, I don't know. But ever since he was like literally small in a lot of the photos You'll just see him mean mugging the person that's taking the pictures. He just always looked angry, always looked mad. And so now as he's gotten older, what I'm starting to realize is I like to try to figure out a way to make him laugh. So I'll crack a little joke here and I'll crack a little joke there. And then I kind of like peek to see if he cracks a smile. And that's like my inside thing with him. Because it's like, can I make him laugh? That's the thing. And so every once in a while, he'll kind of like, he'll crack up a little bit or he'll try to like hide it, but you can see it. And I'm like, oh my God. But it's just something about seeing your children smile. It's, there's times that I'll be in my room and my youngest daughter, like, she, I don't know what she's doing, what she's watching, but all of a sudden you'll just hear her laughter ring through the hallway. And then I'll hear it, you know, penetrate through my room. And the minute that I hear her laughing, I start to giggle. I love to hear my children laugh. I love to see them smile. I love to see them just radiate is something it's beautiful to me it's so beautiful to me it, it eliminates whatever it is that i'm going through i could be so 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 stressed out i could be so just downtrodden and it'll be something that is said it'll be something that is done by those beautiful human beings that will make me realize 
Everything you need is right here in front of you. Everything you need is right here in front of you. They literally make my world a better place. And it's an honor to be a parent to them. It's an honor to watch them grow. One thing that my youngest daughter does, and she is high functioning autistic, but one thing that she does that made me realize how I had not grown up that way, but it's as if because she needed it, it was necessary and now it's become a part of my makeup. And what it was is that, and she still does it to this day, and she's 15 years old, but she'll make sure she gives me a hug and a kiss before she goes to bed. And if she doesn't at least get a hug and a kiss, she will not go to bed without saying, good night, mom, I love you. And she wants me to say, you can't just say, love you. Oh no, she gets offended. Mom, I said, I love you. So then she will wait for me to say, I love you too. She has to hear the whole sentence, not part of it, all of it. And that's a level of accountability. That's a level like, don't, don't shortchange your love. Don't lazily provide me the love you. Make sure when you say it that there's meaning in it. And what it does, she makes me aware. She makes me, in those moments, she makes me aware. Like, your kids can tell. Your kids can tell when you're stressed out. Your kids can tell when you're grieving. Your kids can tell when your heart is broken. Your kids can tell when you're full of joy. They can tell when you are sad. And they can tell when you are mad. You can't hide those emotions from your children. They're very observant. They're very in tune. And so she calls me on, she calls me to the carpet every time. If I'm upset, mom, what's wrong? If she comes in here and I, my facial expression is one of like disgust or anger, are you still at work? <laughs> She'll ask me that, like, are you still at work? Like for some reason, it's like she just picks up on my energy. She picks up on what's going on. Who made you upset? What has happened now? What? And I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. And then she'll tell me, mom, you need a hug. I'm like, oh, do I? Do I? Like, is it, it hasn't gotten that bad where you could tell that I need a hug? Oh, well then I must really need a hug. And so I don't fight it. I receive it because I know that God is using her as the vessel to minister to me. And I love her. I mean, I love all of my children. And so I, I literally, I just use that as an opportunity to woosah and, and, and check back in with myself and be like, girl, where are you at? Where, where's your headspace? What's going on? Get it together. So I get through those moments with them because of them. And I'm so grateful for them. And so today has been one of those days where I've just been thinking on how loving now is of the utmost importance, but not just loving the people that are near and dear to your heart. Loving yourself is also equally important. 
you got to make sure you're loving on you. You got to make sure you're taking care of you. And sometimes when there's so much going on in this world and you feel like you're being tossed to and fro and you feel like, oh my goodness, when am I ever going to find just time for myself? Taking everything else away from the just the equation. When is it going to be where I can truly focus on me? and get the best of that experience. And you're hopeful. You're oh so hopeful. And so, make sure you're loving on yourself too. And I really feel as if right now I'm redefining what that even looks like. I'm working on redefining what loving myself looks like so I have literally a clean slate and I'm going to consciously take time out to figure out what does this look like at age 47? I know what it looked like when I was younger, but what does loving Teresa look like at age 47? And I'm going to take time out to discover that. I think you should do that too. Whether you're 20 years old, 19 years old, 15 years old, 35 years old, 58, doesn't matter, 62, 75. Like you can always sit down and redefine what loving yourself looks like. And I feel like I put that on pause for quite some time. Like I think I was just scratching the surface at one point maybe that was just the wrong thing to do and so now I'm finding myself like no girl you got to dig a little bit deeper than that you got to dig a little dip deeper than getting a cute hairstyle you got to dig a little deeper than every once in a while getting a facial you got to dig a little deeper than getting a manicure and a pedicure no honey you need to be loving inside of you like go from the inside out deal with some things figure out where your happiness lies figure out what makes you what truly brings joy to your heart figure out what you would be willing to do if you weren't even getting paid for it what is it that you would be willing to do even if you didn't make a buck off of it where is your joy redefining what brings you joy certain conversations certain people like who is it that when you're around them you're just like oh my god i don't have a care in the world i really love just being in this person's presence, oh my goodness, it's just something about when I'm with them or around them that it just makes the world a better place. You know, just starting to do inventory in terms of what can I do to be the best version of me now, not later, but now. You may not get all the answers overnight. It may take you a few weeks. It may take you a few months. It may take you a few years, but doing it on purpose being intentional about it and knowing this is what loving me looks like so when i'm holding my tongue and i'm not speaking my truth is that me really loving me when you know that it's something that should be said and you're just like no i'm not gonna say anything because i don't want to riffle any feathers is that you loving you now I'm going to hold my peace and get ulcers while I'm doing that. Is that you really loving you? No, I'm going to say yes when I really, really want to say no. Is that you loving you? 
yeah, I think I'm just at that point where doing inventory and redefining what loving me looks like is of the utmost importance. I encourage you to do the same. You might really, you might discover some of the things that you've been saying yes to, you should have been saying no to a whole long, long time ago. But guess what? Once you discover it, you got the power to change it. That's half the battle right there. So this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. However, you know I got to read a letter to my future hubbies. So here we go. That's one of my favorite parts, mind you, is writing to my future hubby. So it is entitled, I'm sorry, it's dated April the 21st of 2021. And here we go. Dear future hubby, family is extremely important to me. And I love my family members unconditionally. However, I am beginning to recognize the importance of creating healthy boundaries. If for nothing else, for your mental sanity. I must admit, these past few weeks have been extremely taxing on my heart, mind, body, and soul. But this evening, I saw from a different perspective just how critical it is to put yourself at the forefront. Crazy thing happened this evening. I took my sons with me to run errands. Once we made it home, I looked to my right and noticed that my 20-year-old's nose is pierced. Not once, but twice. When I asked him, when did he do this? He got a little frustrated. And he said that I ask him this every time. The problem is, he said he got his nose pierced two years ago. I guess it's time for me to schedule my appointment with my neurologist. And get plenty of rest. So I hope y'all have the most blessed evening, morning, and afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, please do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.